Thanks for tuning in to No Cap, the internet's slickest podcast. I'm Jason Priestess. He is the legendary Tyvis Powell. Tyvis, how are you today? You know, I'm doing good. You know, the thing is, so a lot of people would know this, but, you know, being a parent, you know, some nights, you know, your kid wakes up in the middle of the night crying and you got to keep constantly getting up and, and tending <laughs> to the kid. Yep. But this is the thing. Lay. Leiliana is finally like starting to sleep more through the night. Like, oh, she, it's heaven. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been unbelievable. Like she gets up at one, but like at one, it's not like she wants anything. She just like wants her pacifier back. So you got to give up, get up, give her the pacifier. But see, like today, she didn't wake up till like seven, seven thirty, something like that. So it's like. Yeah, felt like you were sleeping in, huh? Yeah, it's like you know, it's, it's it become concerning at times. It's like, man, like is she <laughs> is she all right? Like is something wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's starting to sleep more. So that's that's helping me and me and my wife out a lot. Good, love that. It's a big step in the uh, the child growth process uh, when they're little. Man, for those listeners that don't have kids. Uh, their stomachs are just really small, so they they can only eat so much, and they want to eat like every three hours when they're when they're you know when they're really young. So yeah, it she is a, stretch, she she she's starting to stretch it out. So we we are truly grateful for that that she's allowing us to get more sleep. You know what the next big thing is when that? when they're about I don't know what age it was maybe four or five probably five when you, when you can when they wake up ahead of you on the weekend. And you're like, can you get yourself some cereal and play some Xbox? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, the the big milestone that I'm waiting on now is that when she can hold her own bottle, when I can make the bottle and give Uh, it to her, she do it as that right there is really. I might do a backflip, but I can't even (laughs) flip. But I might do a backflip that day. Like, thank you, Jesus. I prayed for this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another another big one and. When they start eating more and get, you know, transition. She's too young for a high chair, right? She- no, nah, she in a high chair. Is she? Too- okay. I it's just been a while. Her, I forgot. I, I fed her yesterday in the high chair. She had a, I fed her like some cereal. And now she, uh, my boy, shout out my boy Vine. Vine got her a Nutribullet. And we be blending up like vegetables and fruits and like feeding it to her. And, it, and she loves it. She's Von Bell? Well. Vine Bells. Vine Shout Bell. out my boy Vine. BVA got me a new brought, bought my uh daughter a neutral bullet. Good man. I don't know if it was a team thing, but a lot of fans and we did it as a website. We called him Vonnie Football when his, his last year when he's picking <laughs> off passes. And good man, good to hear. Uh you uh you didn't win Powerball last night, did you? Nah, somebody in Maryland did, but I didn't play. <laughs> I didn't oh. play. I went out and got tickets. I Did never played. Really? <laughs> listen, I never played the lottery, but with 730 million, I gotta get a I couple mean, tickets, right? You might have, I, I wait on that mega million. I need that mega million. Listen, I'm that's uh, 970 I, I, for that. Yeah, I know. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know. It's too much money, to be honest with you. Like that's that's a ridiculous amount of money. I don't know what I would do with it. Like I would literally pay everybody's debt off that I know. And then I don't know. I do like a Drake's guy playing video. I take people on a shopping spree. I go clear everybody's layaways off. I maybe I go buy, buy a piece of the Browns and then hire myself. That's what I do. Buy yeah. a piece of the Browns, hire myself as a player, and go ahead and play and be like, see this but y'all we could have been had a, a good DB all these years outside of Denzel. We could have had me and Denzel, but you know, y'all, you know, 
<laughs> I like it, man. I think that's a good move. Would you, if you say, say you had enough money to buy the team outright, you were the sole owner, you'd sign yourself. Would you like say, I'm going to play, uh, I'm going to put myself at uh, quarterback, you know? No, I wouldn't do that. I, no? would, I wouldn't. I, no, because see, that's jeopardizing the chances. <laughs> you still want to win the game, yeah, I still right? Still want to win, so I would, <laughs> I would go stick to my lane. I'm gonna play this safety or this corner over here, and then we gonna leave it at that. I ain't about to let. I'm gonna let Bake do his thing. Yeah, smart, smart. Uh, what happens if like you're the owner and you sign yourself as a safety, and then you're in a position battle, and the other guy's a little bit better? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna cut him anyway? <laughs> you got you got to right at that point. You're the Listen, owner. I'm, yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't cut him. He'd just be my backup. There you go. There you yeah. go. And then if, like once I get tired or something, I'd be like, here, go go ahead, go ahead, get you some in there, get you some plays. That's great. That's great. Mega Millions is nine hundred seventy million. The drawing is tonight, Friday night. The uh, yeah, I never play. I just, you know, it's kind of silly to play the lottery, I think. It's kind it of ta- is, tax on that, people. Bad that math. much money? Right. It, you might as well at least test your luck. You might, but you never know. You might You're exactly just so right. happen to throw the right six numbers together. And, you know, for me, if I drop $10 on tickets, it's worth that $10 for me to go to bed dreaming about the things I'm going to buy. <laughs> you know, that, that's Jason, entertainment, right? Jason, it's too much money. Like that, I think you go, you take away like 730 million or something like that's ridiculous. I don't know what I would like. What am I going to do with that? Like, what am I going to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have that problem. I'd love to figure that out. You're right. You know, i tell you what. <laughs> give me, you what. Give me a call, chance to figure that out. call my numbers tonight. <laughs> figure something out. <laughs> Big news hit the wires yesterday. Dwayne Haskins is inked to deal with the Steelers. The first-round pick in the 2019 draft from the Washington football team signed a reserve-slash-future contract with Pittsburgh Thursday. What exactly is a reserve-future contract? Basically, that's just uh, you're saying that you know, once spring ball starts, OTAs and training camp start, like you'll be there and you have a chance to compete and stuff like that. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make the team or anything like that. It just gives you a place to to train and to practice, basically, with a shot to make the team. Hmm. Got to like his, uh, his odds, though, being a former first-round pick. You don't normally – you know, he's going to get another shot, we believe, here, right? I mean, would you be surprised if he did not make the team? Uh, yeah, I would be kind of shocked. I mean, even, you know, I think he still even have practice squad eligible. Well, I know they got practice squad eligibility because they changed it. It used to be if you played, I think, two or three years in the league, like you couldn't be on practice squad anymore or you had to play like a certain amount of games. And now since the COVID hit, they were allowing like it didn't matter how many years you play, you can still play practice squad. That's why you had all these like 40-year-old, like Josh McCown was still on practice squad type thing. Like, cause he it didn't matter your uh how many years or how many how much experience you had, you could still be on practice squad. And I think the regular rules is I think COVID like gave you like a lot of people you could do it with, but I think the normal rule is like six, maybe. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think they was allowed to have six players on the uh, practice squad this year with unlimited experience. So for him, I mean, what is this? This will be year three for him, right? In the league, so yeah, he might, he might still have. I mean, well, I don't. 
he will. I don't even have to say Mike. He will. So if he doesn't make the team, I mean, he can still play practice squad. But I kind of like his chances against uh, Mason Rudolph because, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Mason Rudolph did – he did well. But it's just like when you think of Pittsburgh, you think of Ben Roethlisberger and Dwayne is kind of like Ben Roethlisberger, big body, strong yeah. arm. So, you know, he, he's definitely with the right guy who can teach him the game. Plus, Ben on his way out anyways – we think, you know, he right. might he might fool us and play five more years. I don't know. But he's definitely with the right person that he can look at every day and model like their his game after him. Yeah. I mean, what a place to end up. You know, you got a, a really stable organization that does things the right way and has had a lot of success. And as you pointed out, a very similar guy. I mean, Ben's gonna be a Hall of Fame quarterback. We can I, I feel comfortable saying that when he when he finally does retire and waits the five years. He's a future Hall of Famer, so Dwayne's been humbled. He'll get a chance to learn under him a little bit. And they do have, uh, I think, they have some salary cap problems, you know. So Ben has a, a year left on his contract. Uh, Mason Rudolph's still in town. Most hated man in Cleveland, I think. Um, and then, you know, third-string quarterback Josh Dobbs is going to hit free agency in March. So he's got a really good opportunity and get away from his friends a little bit in the D.C. area and hope hope for the best. A lot of guys – could get humbled and, and do something and, and kind of turn their career around. And again, such a good situation for him. Yeah. I think this is one of those situations that you dream about. You know, you, you had a chance to go out and try to be the man in your home state in your hometown and it didn't really work out. You know, you had a lot of distractions, a lot of stuff going on that we probably don't even know about, mm-hmm. but you know, now God has blessed him with another opportunity to, you know, take the backup role, you know, you don't have to you're not pressured into playing right away. You know, you can sit back, learn the system, you know, be a sponge to Ben, take in all the lessons. And then, you know, once Ben leaves, you know, he's basically saying, here, take this. Mm-hmm. It's on you now. You can just become you're in a great organization. You know, they take care of their players. They love their players. You could be a star. Just, you know, me being a Cleveland Browns fan all my life, you know, I just, you know, two times a year, I need you to lose. (laughs) That's what I want to talk about next because, man, the AFC North, you got, is is it the most fun division in football right now in the NFL? There are three playoff teams this year out of that that division. And then, you know, the Bengals are probably on the rise soon if they can keep Burrow protected. But you're a Browns fan that's also a Ohio State grad and alum. You're looking out there, and you got J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, and, and Haskins in Pittsburgh. That's gotta be that's gotta make it <laughs> weird, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you know that's the thing. Like you always root for your your guys. I mean, you want them to do well. But I mean, you ultimately want your your hometown team to win. But you want that guy to play well. So like, I would want Dwayne Haskins to go for 500 yards. But you know, maybe you know at the end, they lose 49 to. 48 <laughs> and something like that yeah 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 something like that and uh yeah i think the aoc north is definitely a great division right now i mean you got and the talent is so young in mm-hmm. each one so lamar ain't going anywhere no right and i don't think i don't think like cleveland the year this year was a fluke i think like that's just who they are now and joe burrow once he gets some weapons in the old line it's gonna be ridiculous because he's Joe was going to be one of those guys who's going to be one of the top dogs in this league. And if Haskins can, you know, learn as much as he can from Ben, you know, just work on his quarterback mechanics some more, make sure he doesn't, he's not staring his receivers now. You know, he showed that he can make all the throws and things like that. So he'll be scary to watch when they get some weapons around him as well. 
And another division outside of this division, I mean, this is definitely a great division, but I like the the NFC West. That's a fun one. With, with Seattle, Arizona, and Rams, Rams, and 49ers. Yeah, that I mean, I'm biased, obviously, because I play for two of those teams in that division, but it was it's just a competitive division. Like you never know who's gonna be on top in that division as well. So I kind of compare those two as my two favorite divisions to to watch. Yeah, yeah, some fun ones out there. And man, if Dwayne does, you know, step up and and kind of rehabilitate things and gets that job, then Lamar, Baker, Burrow, and Haskins for the next 10 years, sign me up. Yeah, it, w- it would be special. I tell you that. It would definitely be must watch TV. Indeed. Speaking of those Buckeyes that are out there, got kind of a chase chapter two forming a little bit. It feels like you were part of that national championship team in January of 2015 and the whole concept of that season and the season since Urban Meyer got to Columbus and started in 2012 was the chase which was you know the mindset of chasing what Alabama had built in terms of dynasties and you guys got them that year in 15 but doesn't it, does it kind of feel a little bit like we're back on the chase again yeah I mean for Ohio State I mean it's just you got to think like last year they were one game away from the national championship competing in it. And then this year they were in the national championship, but they came up short. So it's like, okay, so next year it's got to be, we got to win this thing. So like, I feel like that will probably be the mindset going into this off season. Like we've, like we've come so close. Like we all need to just take that extra step, you know, do the extra rep. Cause it, it, it matters. Like the little things really do matter. They do. When, you tr- when you're trying to be great and people try to overlook them. But you got to be petty. You got to be like nitpicky when you when you doing things like you got to go back as a player that's returning. You got to go back and think, like, what could I have done better this season? And not not just the players, the coaches as well. Like everybody needs to say, what could I have done better this season? And you need to do it like and next year. It can't be nothing. No excuses. No nothing like you can't even blame COVID. Like you have to be that petty and that willing to do anything had that mentality because this the chase is definitely feels like the chase for sure because they are right at the doorstep and they just need to kick the door in and they got it seemed like they got all the right tools it's just something I, like I said Alabama was just a, a better team this year so that's just yeah. that is what it is but next year it can't be that like y'all need to be the best team right tip the cap this year and, and get them next year and, and while it does feel a little bit like a, a sequel to the chase it feels like they're not having a chase as far like you mentioned man they're right on the doorstep not as far away as the team was. And I hope I don't hurt any feelings by saying this, but as far away as the team was in 2011, you know, 12, when you started, when Meyer first got there and had to change some of the culture and things in, in town. No, yeah, like I said, they, they're right there. They got, it's like they, they have the right recipe. It's just, you know, it's just always, it's just something. Like it's something every year that's missing. It's like a, the final piece, kind of like, it's like uh, Thanos. He need that last stone. <laughs> <laughs> that last stone to, to kick the dough in. Let's like, talk I, about those stones, though, man. They Looking at the stones they lost, uh, about, we'll call it four starters on offense. We got some news in the last week. Uh, Justin Fields gone, not surprised. Trey Sermon, not a surprise. Luke Farrell, okay. Uh, Wyatt Davis, Josh Myers on the offensive line. I don't know that either of those two were surprises either. So call it four starters on offense. And then we're going to call it five and a half starters on defense, uh, defensive tackle, Tommy Togiai, 
four linebackers and Baron Browning, Tuff Borland, Justin Hilliard, Pete Werner, and then cornerback Sean Wade. So we're going to count Hilliard as kind of a half a star. He played a lot and he, he played really well. And then two in the secondary with Blake Hobbiel, the kicker and punter, Drew Chrisman. So four on offense, called five and a half on defense, two on starter or two uh, special teams. Some losses, but in terms of what they're bringing back, got some surprises this week. The first big one was Chris Olave. Were you shocked as I was that he came back? Everybody, I think everybody in the nation was shocked. But like I say, the, the way I think about it, if I if I'm putting myself in his mindset or in his shoes, I should say, he's probably thinking, you know, this year they got the kid, the receiver from Chase from LSU, they, to Alabama got two wide receivers. Yep. You know, like I'm not like I probably be like the number four, number five best wide receiver in the draft. You know, mm-hmm. and depending on how the draft go, you may or may not make it in that first round. Well, what if I come back? What what happens next year? Well, next year I'll be probably the number one wide receiver in the draft. So it'll make me go higher. It's guaranteed first round as long as I perform well, obviously. But you know, he probably thinking like, you know, I want to, I want to go ahead. One, I want to win a national championship. That's one. Two, I probably want to be the best wide receiver in college football. And three, I want to be drafted high in the first round. You know, yeah. so and all three of those things is definitely attainable for him. And I mean, obviously for Ohio State, like that was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know What's the quarterback, up? the quarterback looking like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, unless <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me that he's he's already sixth in total touchdowns in school history. Uh, he's coming back, surprised everyone here. Like you mentioned, he's got a chance to to really achieve a lot in terms of both what he does on on the field as an individual with his teammates, and then you know with the NFL draft after that. But Kim coming back too said a lot to me about the, the the talent in the quarterback room looking to replace Justin Fields because if if he's looking around and in, in, in practice and it's like man these guys are dogs they're awful he's probably not going to come back right yeah for sure because I mean obviously your your numbers won't be what they supposed to be but like I said he. I think he knows that this school is special, you know, I like guess it's, it's a special place. You definitely when you leave, you definitely miss it. Like once you get to the NFL, you see that things is not how it was in college. Like maybe you were lucky if you went to Ohio State and how you get treated there and how they take care of you and stuff like that. Like that, you you miss those things and ultimately missing playing with your teammates. Because obviously, you know, like I say, I said in the previous episode, like, these is the guys that you've known for the past three or four years, like every day. And like, you've grown like a, a bond with them and you don't get that in the NFL because like I say, the rosters is constantly changing. So he probably don't want to let that go as well. You know, he want to give this university his all, give it everything he has to try to be the best wide receiver to ever come through Ohio state. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I'm excited. I can't wait. Loaded room. And, and I give him extra credit too, because He's a California kid, and you know he just signed up for another winter in Ohio. So he, <laughs> <laughs> respect, he might man. like it, man. He might like it. <laughs> Maybe he yeah, does. He had it all Maybe his life, does. but now he gets to see the snow. It probably ain't as bad. And you know what? There's, the winters have it. Knock on wood. They ain't been bad this year or past few years, a couple years actually. Last year wasn't terrible. This no. year ain't terrible. Not like we were kids, you know. I mean. It was cold for a long time, too. Another surprise. Thayer Munford coming back for a fourth season. 
at tackle. He was quietly great this year. He graded out as the fourth best offensive tackle season in the last decade from pro football focus. So important to get him back. Tight end Jeremy Ruckert's back for a fourth season. He's that's huge for a young quarterback to have a tight end that's that's really capable. Yeah, and he, who knows, he, man? He that deal, man. <laughs> I already they just don't use them. They don't really talk tight about ends. tight ends. The only tight end. I know you hate him. You hate him in college that I really gave a lot of respect to was the dude from Florida. But this dude, this, he, yeah. he he that deal. He nice. He definitely. If they throw him the ball more, but that's the thing though. Like it's like the game plan is like you know we're not gonna show you a lot of love, but in the big games, you know we go we go you gonna pop up. You are gonna be wide open because ain't nobody gonna pick the cover you, and it just. Is that the sell? Is that how they sell these kids? And, and unless, you're catch one all, all year, but unless you know. we got a big time tight end recruit coming to the game, we're gonna show you a lot of love, but <laughs> right. Yeah, great to get him back. I hope uh, you know, based on what we saw in some of these games that Kevin Kevin Wilson and Ryan Day, you know, put in a plan that maybe does feature him more next year, and I'm sure they will because he's such a, a weapon out there. Another guy back defensive in Tyreek Smith, back for a fourth season. He was a Near five-star prospect coming out of high school, recorded just two sacks last year. So a guy that's good for depth, should be a starter next year, and will add a lot to uh, you know what the defensive ends can do. But let's let's talk about that depth chart. Quarterback, you got to think it's C.J. Stroud is going to get the nod because when Fields was hurt against Clemson, he's the guy that came on the field. Uh, you know, he's clearly looking to establish himself. He put out an Instagram shot the other day just the back of his jersey, you know, basically. So I forget what the caption was, but it was something along the lines of, you know, my time's here or or something like that. And um, the comments were all just players, you know, from his teammates gassing him up. Yeah, the caption was my turn. There I found it. It's a, just a post showing, you know, his jersey number seven, Stroud, and my turn. And a bunch of his teammates in the comments just gassing him up and saying, <laughs> calling him QB, QB1. So, that's where my money is right now. <laughs> uh, no, another I, California guy, so yeah, I, I highly doubt that uh, unless somebody just comes in and do like a pull, like what Trevor Lawrence did in Clemson, just just takes the spot. But yeah, I, I think he would definitely be the guy. Um, it's just good to have teammates that you know. Obviously, they see him every day and they're in practice with him, and they all believe in him. So. You know, it's good to have that support from your your teammates. Yeah, you know, sure like, is. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure his mindset going into this is that you know I got all this support. Everybody's expecting me. You know, Justin Fields was he was elite. I mean, let's call it what it is. He was right. elite, and knew he got some pretty big shoes to fill. But you know, I think he's willing to step up to that challenge. I know Coach Mick's gonna be all over him and make sure that he's. The guy, because you know what? That's what they do with quarterbacks around it. They make sure that you, even if you don't want it, you got you got it. You got to be that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome to the show, huh? Yeah, so he's gonna probably he's gonna work harder than he's ever did before. And then you know when it's time to kick that ball off, he's gonna be prepared. And he's gonna make a. I think he's gonna make a lot of noise. He might he might be the the next highest man. Let's and hear if, it. And man. if he is, you heard it from me first. All right, you know I'd be. You know what? Fields was elite. I don't know that Stroud's going to be Fields right away, but he's going to be good. He's got way too many weapons. He's got all of his receivers back. Alave, we talked about Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, the three starters, star youngsters like Julian Fleming, Jackson Smith, the Jigba, G. Scott Jr. A uh, lot of lot of young talent. A lot of guys back. 
the tight ends back. Most of the offensive lines back, basically. And the guys that are filling in are elite and got a lot of playing time this year, like Paris Johnson and Matthew Jones will fill in on some of those spots on the OL. He's going to be set up for success. And, uh, you know, Ryan Day with his work with quarterbacks. I, again, I don't think I – don't, I don't know if we'll see Fields play right you ne- away. You never watch, know. Watch you out. Listen. Watch out. He don't sleep sat, on he him. Sat, he sat back and he just, he done watched this man for two years. And he done seen how he done went and prepared and what the things that he did. He might, man. I'm telling you, he just might. It'd it be, it be like that. It'd be the guys that you don't, yeah, we'll see, you know. And he come out and just shocked the world. I bet you his first game, he throw for like three, three, four hundred yards. <laughs> Fans will lose their minds, won't they? They're going to be like, he got like five. T- <laughs> he, he might, what's the, what's the record? They be breaking the record the first game all the time. They do, don't they? It's rude. <laughs> come out there, you think you got a good record? Then nope, it's going to get broken. <laughs> but I like it. Let's talk about running back, man. You, a lot of 11 Warriors writers are concerned with master teague's uh ability to cut if i can say it that way mm-hmm. he's we talked about this earlier in the year yeah very straight and very powerful and but the cutting and and, and some of his elusiveness and, and some of his pass protection i think have some concern are you comfortable with him as the man next year or would you want to see like one of the really touted freshmen like travion henderson get that shot um uh, I'm comfortable with him taking the most of the load, but you know, I definitely think obviously. I mean, I I ain't no definitely. I know that he's probably gonna be mixed up with another running back for sure for the reasons that you just mentioned. You know, they you know they need sometimes you need a scat back in there, you know, to catch out the backfield and do those things. But you know, Master T did a he had a heck of a championship game when he came in for for Trey. So I'm very interested to see how he. Uh, what he works on this offseason, you know, never know. He might, he might uh, develop it this offseason. He might be a, <laughs> a, a twitchy guy. He might get out there and shake somebody out their shoe. Is that so- all? Look, he didn't put it all on tape. Well, I'm gonna just, I ain't gonna cut. I'm gonna just run full speed. Just run full speed. And then you, as a defender, you know, they telling you if you get to this guy, you better be ready. He's gonna lower his <laughs> shoulder. So you thinking Ooh. as a defender, like he ain't about to cut. He's gonna try to run over there. Boom! He just hit you with a move. You be like, oh. <laughs> Is, is that be, is that something you can develop though? Is is the 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 shakes and the the jukes? Is that something you can work on, or is that just something where you have it, you have it, and if you don't, you don't? <sighs> you got to have it a little bit to begin with. I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah, you got to have it a little bit to be able to do, to to make it more or better than what it is. Obviously, I don't think it's something that you can just poof one day. I got I'm, I can shake <laughs> people out their shoes. Like, no, nah, it's it's something that you got to work on for sure. Huh, we'll be interesting. I think he's got a little bit. I, I'm the one guy in our, like, uh, on the 11 Warriors kind of defending him more than I probably should. But I'm like, they're acting like he's hot garbage. I'm like, he, he you know, he may not. I be, wouldn't say, no. Nah, he's I not JK, but let, let's not go that far. See, that's right? the problem. We be spoiled, man. We are. We are. <laughs> we, we, are. we be getting all these running backs, man, and be just spoiled. Ain't nobody say like ain't nobody said nothing to Carlos Hyde. Well, I guess Carlos had a little bit of move in him. He did. He was deceptive, man. He looked like he, you know, he, yeah. you know what? Actually, when he gets him in practice, they <laughs> I was at nickel. I was playing like cover three, so I was a buzz player. And you know, the running backs usually be the check down. Like if everything covered, the quarterback just checked down to the running back. So they <laughs> threw it to Lowe's. And I run it up to make the tackle. You know, we thud in practice. So I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. I know what time it is. 
And he shook me out my shoes. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, was, I was so ready to just go ahead and throw my little my little 205 in there, you know, let him know that I'm here. And he hit me with a move. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I didn't know you had it. Yeah, I did. I was like, man, you know, you be watching tape of Lowe's and all he do is just be running people over. You know, he run the ball hard. And then, yeah, Lowe's will get you if you, don't, you, don't, uh, if you ain't alert. <laughs> Love it. He's still playing well in the NFL. Defensive line, you got, you know, both ends back, Tyreek Smith, Zach Harrison, uh, Haskell Garrett, such a big, we talked about it, such a big returning talent. Uh, nose tackle Antoine Jackson, who feels like he's been here forever, but actually had a pretty good championship <laughs> game. He, he, everybody says that about everybody. He's been there forever. I swear that's how Justin uh, Hilliard was. I was like, boy, yeah. you was there when I was there. What you <laughs> he, doing? Was, he was. Old, <laughs> can't old get man. away, man. You can't get away. No. So Jackson will be fine. Linebackers, all new. Got to think uh, Taraja Mitchell might get a, might get a shot at uh, Will. Uh, Taraja, his dad is uh, in- incredible. He's on Twitter. I highly encourage you follow him. Nah, he, I have to uh, look him up. He called. He, he better than Randy Wade. He calls. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's well. They're different. He's more of like a. Uh, he's more like just a permanent hype man on Twitter. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine that's how I would be if I had a son that played at Ohio State. Yeah, he just, you know, he gets in there and he says, you know, he'll be tweeting. He calls him my hitter. And, they're, you know, from Virginia Beach, his dad looks like he could pop someone in pass, too. So <laughs> yeah, I want to see we want to see my hitter get some uh, get some reps. And then, you know, looking at, at Mike, you, you got Dallas Gant, who, who's really talented. And, and Sam Kevon Pope, you've got some really good talent, but it's going to be three brand new linebackers. And, you know, the growing pains that kind of come with that. But helping a bit will be only one guy kind of leaving the secondary and Wade. Then you got seven banks back looking to take that next step. Cam Brown, who got hurt this year, will be the other corner most likely. Slot will be Marcus Williamson and then Josh Proctor at safety. So a pretty experienced defensive line, pretty experienced secondary, and then a linebacker group that's all brand new. Does that does that concern you or do you like the fact that they've got an experienced secondary and defensive line around them? Um, I that doesn't concern me at all. I mean, that's where you want the experience to be. Um, I probably would have liked more experience at at middle linebacker, if anything, because you know the middle linebacker is kind of the one who runs the show. You know, he get people lined up, tell them what they need to know. But you know, I they do a great job of in the off season of making sure that people are prepared. Like they will not put you on that field if you're not prepared. So I'm not worried about that. Um, it is going to be a little uh, uh some things that's going you know, that they're going to get over on, like, like offense is going to scheme us up and it's going, they're going to hit something because obviously they haven't seen every look. And on top of that, you know, we don't know how coach Combs is going to shake the, the scheme up. Cause obviously, you know, now that he's going to be able to install what he really wants to install. Excuse me. Uh, so we know it. Yeah. We'll definitely, It'll definitely be interesting. I think it's going to take, you know, those first few games. Is the schedule going back next year? We're going back to, you know, those out-of-conference games. Do you know? Or is it just going to be straight Big Ten play? Let's check back on that in August. But right now the plan is to have uh, normal (laughs) out-of-conference games. Those out-of-conference games will be huge then because it'll allow them to, you know, get some experience before they get into their the, uh, Big Ten schedule where it really matters. So that, that – I think they'll be fine for sure. Like I said, they got 
with the secondary and the D line, you know, the, all the D linemen that has some type of experience on, and I think they'll be fine on defense. Cause it's not, I don't see like coach Combs, like switching the scheme up like that bad, like that much. I think it's just going to be a couple of tweaks and adjustments in certain areas. But for the most part, I think it's going to be the same defense. Obviously they're going to have to get out of cover three more. Yep. (laughs) That that's like the number one thing. I might go down there myself and tell them, listen, (laughs) we we ain't going to do this. (laughs) But yeah, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I hope so. And I, you're the expert, so if you say they're fine, then I'm going to believe they're fine because uh, you know defensive football as well as anyone I talk to. There's a you know national name, image, likeness NILs coming out soon, where, where college athletes are going to be able to start making some coin, uh, you know, based on promoting stuff. And it's a situation where the Justin Fields, the world's, will make a lot of money, but I think everyone will make a little bit of money, even the punters and. Heck, man, even long snappers. Long snappers will get it on it somehow. You're you're an Ohio State athlete. You're going to make some money for sure. Big big city that loves football, doesn't have any pro football team, right? Yeah, for sure. You're definitely going to get hit up. It don't matter who you is. You could be a walk-on. As long as you are play for Ohio State. I mean, people are – that's going to grab anybody's attention because Ohio State is just such a huge – uh, thing in Columbus, especially. So it's like anytime you see Ohio State or a Buckeye or a football players, like what? What they saying? Type yeah, thing. yeah. That's why I still think you can eat for free, man. We got to work this out. Look, it ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna, rep, <laughs> I, I'm gonna rep you for the free meals, man. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, man. I I didn't. My college career wasn't uh, elite as some of my uh, my peers. It's, and you know what it is, honestly. My teammates. I had so many great teammates that it ruined my shine. That's too many stars. It it's yeah. too many. I yeah. got I, yeah. when you go back and look at the year that I was there. Everybody on that team was dang near a superstar, and it, yeah. Yeah, look at the it, it takes away from people like me, you know, like, you know, I mean, yeah. I ain't saying I'm a star, but I was, I was a good player. I thought you I certainly was were, good. but so, you would have, you, know. you, you would have been the king of Bowling Green though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'd have had it. I wouldn't even be sitting there trying to ask for a statue. I would have had it already. <laughs> some of the plays that I made, some of the, some of the, the big time plays and crunch time situations that I've made. Oh yeah. For sure, they would have been like he's he's a legend. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm D. What, what do you think though? The the name, image, likeness stuff. How will that impact departures? Let me like ask you. Go back to when you're looking at leaving a year early. Um, if you're making twenty five thousand dollars a year from various promoting, you know, various things, does do you consider maybe staying? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> it, depends I, I had to ask. it depends on the situation. Like. Okay, for example, Justin Fields. You think Justin Fields goes pass up the opportunity? We talking about twenty five thousand dollars versus twenty five million dollars. Which one do you think he gonna take? Well, well, for Fields though, I, I, he, I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like him make two hundred thousand a year in Columbus. Now, Grant, we talk, granted, okay, still, okay, we still, yeah, you're right, you're right. Versus you're right. Twenty million dollars. What do you think? Right. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, so it, de- it just depends on who the the player is. Like I mean, you can you can be the king of college all you want, but every at some point, everybody, every kid's dream that plays football is to play at the highest level, no matter what they tell you. They they want to play professional yeah. football because that's what the ultimate dream was. It's not like kids woke up and are at six or seven years old and said, you know what. I just want to play. I just want to be the best college football player ever. No, they said I want to be the best football player ever. Period. 
So it's like, you know, the only way to be to be seen or viewed as that way is to play on the highest level and dominate on the highest level. And plus, you owe it to yourself. So I don't think like I said, I don't think it's going to really alter people's decisions that much. Um, I think, you know, if you're if you're good enough to go pro and you feel like you're ready to go pro, I mean, obviously, you're going to get paid way more there. And on top of that, you ain't got to worry about no violations or any of that stuff. <laughs> you ain't got to go. You, it's just, you know, you, you're going to get the marketing on top of the already what you get. So you doubling your salary type. So it's yeah, I don't think it's really going to affect people's decisions at all i think people ultimately is they're going to do what's best for them yeah plus you don't have to walk to class through snow (laughs) you know know what a lot of people don't know man when you get to the nfl after coming from college and going to the nfl that not having to worry about class is really like it it, is it frees your mind a lot now granted the playbook is difficult, more challenging in, in sure. the NFL. It's, you got to spend a lot of time studying that. But to to be able to pick that up and not have to worry about class, man, oh, man. you! <laughs> I felt like I robbed the bank when I got to the league. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about no class. Well, plus, does it feel like you had more free time? You definitely got more free time during OTAs, not during the season. Like right. OTA, OTAs is the best time, like in football, like outside of the season, of course. But like the best time to like hang and get to know people. Like you get to the city, OTAs is a, a normal OTA day starts at about mm, eight o'clock in the morning. You get meetings, you probably do a lift, and then you go to pro. You you do meetings, you go to practice, but then it's not like every day. OTAs is not every day. It's like every other day. Right. And when I was in when I was in San Fran, it was I think our schedule was like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then they gave us Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So once you got off the field Thursday, like you was off until Monday because it was like letting your body recover and stuff like that. And that's when you get to hang out with teammates, you know, outside of the facility, obviously, you know, you get to bond and hang out and do that type of stuff. So that's when it's, you know, you ultimately building your team. And they sometimes have like, like my last year at San Fran, we had uh, various DB nights where we went out to eat and we did lunches and dinners and we went go-kart racing. Sherm cheated. <laughs> Sherm, <laughs> let me, let me, th- speaking of that, Sherm and them cheated. Let me tell you how competitive they is. We, so we went go-kart <laughs> racing, right? And it, it is on Twitter. I think still to this day, they got like the little stats. I think it was like eight of us that went and I came in dead last, but I'm going to tell you why I came in dead last. So, so I'm out there on the track. I'm doing my thing. I went, it, whipping it on the track. Uh, get out the way. Uh, uh, get out the way, right? <laughs> so, so, Sherm and Akello Witherspoon is like in this huge, like, race. Is it? I mean, they are flying. I'm trying to, I'm sitting there, like, I'm driving around the track, and I'm like, why is my stuff not going as fast as they stuff? Like, how in the world am I on the verge of being dead last? Okay, it was to the point where they was moving so fast that they lapped me at the end. So what? Yeah. So I see them coming around the corner and I'm like, y'all not about to pass. So I go to try to cut them off. Right. I try to cut them off. I don't know why I did that. So they they literally ran into my stuff and knocked my go, knocked my go-kart off the track. Right. Causing this huge pile up. 
And I'm thinking, like, somebody going to stop to save me. They, all the other teammates come around, they run straight through me. So I'm just getting hit in the car. Like, it, it was ridiculous. They didn't even care about my safety. They were so worried about trying to beat each other, go coming first and second place, that they didn't even think to stop and ask me what no, I was No, you could have okay? been dead. You could have been None dead. No, <laughs> they, no, they had to win a race. <laughs> yeah, they literally just ran me off the road. I said, okay. Well, uh, you know, it, so if anybody go look it up, I think it's on, it might be on Sherv's Twitter or my Twitter, somebody. Twitter, it's it's the number is skewed. I didn't come in last because I just was that slow. I came in last because I got ran off the road. All right, I believe you. I believe you. They uh they had to win a race, then they were gonna check and see if you were alive. Yeah, it was. They, yeah, yeah I, I guess so. It, <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> I thought my life would be more important than winning the race. But I no, guess clearly not. not. Clearly not. <laughs> uh, Urban Meyer's starting to put together his staff in Jacksonville. Took Ryan Stamper, got your old mm. buddy Chris Ash coming over to join him. I ain't and, mad at him. No, then Anthony Schlegel also will be the strength coach. What are the Buckeyes losing with Stamper departing? I tell you what, they're losing the dude who is one of those guys that, you know, maybe you don't want to talk to your coach or you don't want to talk to your friend, but you can talk to him. Like, he's that guy. Like, it's like a safe space. Like, mm-hmm. Going to his office, and it's just like, you can talk about anything. It's like he can relate to anything. Because he was, you know, obviously he played for Coach Meyer, so he knows, like, all the stuff that, that goes on and stuff like that. Right. And it was just it was just like a, having, like, a big brother and, like, a guidance counselor, man. Like, I, I remember it used to be a bunch of times we always used to go and talk to Stamp. And, you know, at first – you know, people look at Stamp like, oh, man, you you with Coach Meyer. You like, you the feds. You the feds. We can't really talk to you about that type thing. But, like, when you sit back, you get to talk to him. You get to know him. And he just, like, start opening up to you. And you open up to him. It's like, man, like, he really, like, a cool guy. Like, he really care about your best interests. He's really going to do everything he can to, to protect you and make sure that your life is good. Like, even outside of football. Like Stamp had, I still talk to Stamp to this day, and Stamp still like we. I ain't been at Ohio State in like five years, but like I still talk to Stamp, and like he still looks out for me and helps me with things that I need help with. So they definitely losing some like a real gym. Like coaches come and go, but people like Stamp. Like when Stamp leaves, like that's that's like a major blow that all players feel. Like like that one hurts. Yeah, kind of like your liaison, your buddy, like between you and the coaches and. Yeah, I can definitely see that role, and I'm sure they've got a lot of, you know, being Ohio State and the culture and all the good dudes they put out there, certainly a lot of people that could probably fill that role, and it'll be interesting to see what Ryan Day does. But, uh, you know, Meyer eventually didn't didn't take too many from Ohio State. Again, we talked about it a million times. He's got business interests in town. He's got a legacy. He doesn't want Ohio State fans. He can't can't do that. (laughs) He was not going to do that because if he did that, they would have tore the pine house down. (laughs) They'd have burned it down. (laughs) It'd be like boarded windows on a pine house in about a week. Yeah, it would be in trouble. But uh, are you taking Trevor Lawrence for that number one pick if you're urban? No, I'm trading the pick to get Deshaun Watson <laughs> immediately. Ooh, uh, really? Would, yes, 100%. Man. I would get definitely get a guy who's established in the NFL who had probably his best career as a as a player in the NFL who did it with a terrible team this year with a terrible culture that's going on. Yeah, I would definitely uh, take that guy because it shows that, you know, he could have easily went out there and said, you know, our team sucks. So I, you know, I could just blame it on the season. Like we had a bad year. We lost our coach, all that. No, he actually rose his play and 
unfortunately, they just wasn't winning games. But it wasn't because of him. He, got, he had the best career, best season of his career. So it's like, you know, why would you not want to take a guy who's in, a, in their prom like that versus yeah. a guy where you don't know how people fare in the NFL? You know, he might be good in college, but he might not be good in NFL. Wouldn't you want to take a guy who's already established and proven? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because all of what you said is true, but Lawrence is going to be really, really good. And you can get we don't know that. <laughs> we, he, well, I, you're right, but we don't. We, it's not a guarantee. Nothing in this world is guaranteed. Yep, there's that. I mean, well, yeah, I won't you're say right because death and tax. Yeah, those are, those are guaranteed. Definitely guaranteed going to happen. <laughs> but he should be good. I mean, he's a smart guy. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Very he well should. developed. What got if, what, got what all this. He, he's huge. He's got all the skills. He's now, and you also have the fact that he's. You're going to get it signed to a better contract than you could get Deshaun for. That's a fact. You're not going to well, I mean, win. You got all this cap money. You, you, you got cap money, anyways. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I never. I, you yeah, make a no, really good argument for Watson. You he, never know he, because uh, baller. He wants out. Uh, Lawrence, you know, he he looked pretty shaky against the pressure. You know, if anybody watched Ohio State Clemson again, you know, they was all over, dude. I know, but he still threw for four hundred. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And he got it ain't gonna out. be like it ain't gonna be like that in the next level. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> we'll see what they do. You make a really, really compelling argument for uh for Watson. Again, he wants out of out of Houston. So it could be really interesting. We're gonna talk about uh Pac twelve commissioner, something we would never ever do on this show. But uh, <laughs> they just fired Larry Scott. They basically paid this man forty million dollars to basically do nothing. He's the guy that came up with those 9 a.m. kickoffs. They had the bumble, te- bumble television network that like nobody gets out there. It's not like the Big Ten network. Like people out there don't know anybody that gets the Pac-12 network. I mean, we all get it here. The Big Ten, uh, you know, just did a lot of things that that were like, does this guy know what he's doing? So they fired him, and we normally wouldn't care, but we're going to bring this up because Gene Smith, who spent some time in his career at Arizona State. Mm. has already had his name floated as a guy that might take over the Pac-12, and I don't want to lose Gene, man. He's too good of an AD. <laughs> yeah, that one, that's up there with Stamp, in my personal opinion. That'd have hurt, too. You know, Gene Gene was one of those guys who, uh, after we won the Natty, you know, I, I actually built, started getting a relationship with him, and I started talking with him more, and uh, he was the one that was kind of, like, helping me um, focus on public speaking. Where, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Like it was random. Like he was like, Tyrus, you know what? I want you to come speak at this thing. And like I came, had I got a suit on. It was the first time I like outside of football and I actually had to wear a suit. Yeah. Do some speaking. And I was kind of nervous, you know. I kind of I forget what was we even talking about, but it was like it, it had something to do with football. It was football related. And you know, I was like, I was up there speaking, and like my public speaking became better because I, you know, I got more reps. It's like yeah. anything, and like yes. the more you do it, the better you get. So you know, that was it was cool to, to you know do that. And, you know, even now, like I went to a I went to a game, a basketball game last year, <laughs> and I don't even know, I didn't even see him, I, I didn't see him at all, but he like knew that I was there. And he was like, he calls me on my phone. He's like, he pops up G Smith. I'm like, oh, I ain't talked to him in like a year. What's up? He's like, I hear you. At, I see you at the game. He, was, I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. I'm gonna have to, oh, I'm about to have a, uh, the camera come down, and, and you, I want you to wave to the camera. <laughs> he put me on the jumbo child and stuff like that. So, Look yeah, at him. Yeah, I look. He's a cool dude, man. It'd be real sad to see him go, but man, if 
if anybody deserves he's one of those people that deserves it you know like yes he is any, any good thing that happens to him he's one of those guys that deserve it because he truly cares about you know all the sports not just football but all the sports he cares about like he he's one of those guys that you could tell that for him he wants to see us succeed at anything even past sports like in life he wants us to do well in life he he sets us up Obviously, he did it with me, sets us up with opportunities so we can succeed in life. So, you know, he's definitely be a guy that if he got that job, you know, the Pac-12 will have something special. Yeah. And, on top, and, and, and a side note from that, they pay somebody $40 million to do nothing. Pretty that much. Man needs to, he needs to be brought in for grand larceny <laughs> <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, uh, he That's the deal of the century. I'd love to have a job like that. But Gene is... uh. He's he's very modest too. He always like deflects success to his coaches. He doesn't have a big ego, and and kind of like Stamper, which you mentioned with him. Gene played football for Notre Dame, so he gets a lot of the things that you guys go through when you're college athletes. Yeah, that's that was the thing that really you know got like drew drew people towards him because he can relate because he's did it. Like you know, a lot of people, a lot of people get on like get out there and become ADs and don't have no idea about it. You know, they they did it in high school and they just studied it in college and they got the job. Yeah. He was one of those guys that actually went through the same things that we going through. So he understands like how our bodies feel and how the mental stress could be and all that stuff. So that's why you definitely respect him more. Yeah, sure do. Another guy going through some things. Tate Martell, once back in at Miami, the Hurricanes. He's a kid <laughs> that arrived at OSU in 2017, highly touted from Las Vegas quarterback here. Set to take over after Dwayne Haskins declared for the NFL draft. And then he found out that uh, Justin Fields was in the transfer portal and Ohio State had mutual interests in, in, in Fields. And they were kind of talking. And I don't know if you're talking what you're doing at that time, but they were mutual interests. <laughs> so December 2018, Tate tweets out a cryptic tweet. He says, quote, word of advice, don't swing and miss, especially not your second time. So he's like, you know, don't come here. Don't swing and miss here. I got this. And everyone's like, ooh, that's interesting. We're going to see what happens because, you know, to take <laughs> that was his job, right? He's like telling him <laughs> not to come for his job. And then <laughs> Fields, Fields, Fields goes on a visit to Ohio State <laughs> and he goes to a basketball game, Ohio State men's basketball game with Brian Day. And the cameras cut Fields, Ryan Day, and Gene Smith sitting there enjoying the game and talking, hanging out. And then photos later emerged that Martell, Tate Martell was at that game, like sitting up in the nosebleeds by himself. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it's a dirty game. Is it? Is it not? Dude, I would have had to, I'm telling you, I would have deleted all my social media. <laughs> Nowadays, boy, it's, you can't do nothing. It, they Everybody oh. finds out something, man. It's, you get grilled so bad on the internet, man. It really, it, it, it'll mess you up. <laughs> it'll mess you up. It did. And then, so Fields end up transferring and then arriving here. And then he goes on Instagram, Fields does, and starts liking all of Tate Martell's sister's posts, <laughs> which is dirty. <laughs> Just did wrong oh, there. They, they, like I said, they got beef. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, ain't, this ain't no regular stuff. This, they got beef. If so they, they see each other, it might, it's not going to be pretty. No, you don't do that. Then Tate 
goes in the transfer portal, leaves Ohio State, and that's when the internet found out his real first name was Tathan. And we're like, what? <laughs> and so he go- goes by Tate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. He goes to Miami, 2019, loses a battle for their starting quarterback job. Miami moves him to wide receiver at one point. They moved him back to quarterback. Then he opted out of this entire season, and now he wants back. So, Tate, all the best, man. I know you've had a tough few years, and – uh, it we're, we're laughing because it's kind of funny, but like you know, no, it ain't kind of. It is. It's hilarious. <laughs> the, the poor but, Tate. But I, I also want him to succeed, though. Like, yes. yes, it's funny that he went through all. Like it'd be, it'll be, it'll make a great story if he actually does well. Like you went through all this, man. It had all this beef, but you know, ultimately, you got to where you wanted to get to, and obviously, I'm pretty sure that's the NFL. You know, you become successful. That 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 would make a great story. And I don't want to see him not succeed and not ultimately reach his dream goal of being in the NFL. But it's funny. Like, like it, it is funny. Like, Objectively funny. Uh, part, partially because he did it to himself a little bit. Like you don't start a beef with a guy you don't know, first of all. Like I don't no. even like I understand why you put it out there, you know, you wanna I, but the way you, it's just the way you said it. Like, what, like what was he of, thinking, too? Was word he thinking, of advice, don't swing and miss, especially <laughs> not the second time. Like, what, wow. was he thinking? Was he thinking Fields would see the tweet and be like, oh man, I'm not going to Ohio State now? I don't know what he thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that boy, he bumped his head when he, when he wrote that. That's one of them ones on the Cardell line. He's like, whoa, somebody need to take his phone. What you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Tate! Oh man, you got a good wax story for us this week? I got one. It's funny that uh, I, I was talking to Cardell uh, yesterday about this. He brought it up, and I'm like, let me let me talk about that on the, on my show. <laughs> All right, let me set it up real quick. It's time for Wax Stories. You know what we do. Tyvis shares an epic story from his days as a Buckeye, bringing you inside the nation's premier college football program. This is going to be good. I can already tell. <laughs> so, so let me tell you, growing up, okay, I did not, you know how when you go to high school, you know, you hit 16, you know, your parents probably get you a car, or you use their car to like go right. out of school and stuff like that. I didn't have that luxury. I was a walker. I walked in rain, sleet, hail, snow, rain, whatever. I was walking to school and I, cause I didn't live in the, I wasn't far away enough to get the bus. I was like, but it was a far walk. It took me like 20 minutes to get to school every day when I walked. So anyway, so I walked all my life. Get to Ohio State, I walk it again. So, so we get to about my, my sophomore. I think it was my sophomore. It was my sophomore, my junior. I end up my my grandfather gives me a car. Right. All right. All right. right. Is, now, is this is this some grandfather wheels? Is it like a long? No, this is, it, it's nice. It's a it's like it's a 2012 Butte Verano. Nice okay. car. All nice. Right. So. so I get the car. I'm driving down from Cleveland, going back to Columbus, right? I hit Cardell. I'm like, Cart 12, where you at? He said, I'm at the Woody. I said, all right, I'm about to pull up on you. Come out and come check your boy out, right? <laughs> so at this time, I had I had picked Cam Burrow up because he was going to the Woody. And I was like, come on, let me, come on, I got I got you, bro. I got the car now. Come on, get in. Let me get you a ride to the Woody. Yeah. So we get to the Woody. Cardell comes out. And he goes, oh, shoot, I see you. You're rolling. So I'm, he gassing me up. He gassed the car up. So I put the car in reverse. And I start rolling around the Woody, the parking lot backwards, right? Like, just whipping it, just acting crazy. All right. right? So... <laughs> 
So it's like, okay, so you know when you park in your car, and you know how you got them them cement uh, pillars in the ground? Yeah. Talk about, all right. So I didn't see it. No, no. I didn't see it. I rolled over it. When I tell you, I was so scared. My heart stopped because I thought I'd have tore the car. You just tear off the whole underside of the car, right? I'm like, the whole bottom of my car is gone. And Cardell go say, Tear it up, dude. <laughs> he told you to tear it up, man. <laughs> tear it up. <laughs> so we be sitting there laughing about it all the time. K.O. K.O. Burrow got scared. He jumped out the car. He said, all right, I'm going. <laughs> he, said, he, <laughs> he was tripping. done. He was done. Oh, yeah. so that was that, man. Yeah. So needless to say, I did. I, I tried to drive cautiously after that, but I did get into another we was racing, me, Cardell, and Armani Reeves. We was racing our cars because we was all it was, we all had new cars. It was like we all got it at the same time. Because like when you move off campus, obviously you need to have a car to get. Need some wheels, yeah. right? So we all was moving off campus. So we all basically got our cars at the same time. So we was racing down the street. <laughs> was racing down the street, and I tried to like we all stopped and tried to pull into the like the Jesse Owens, not the Jesse Owens, the. uh what is that? The track behind the Woody. We was over there. We was on that street behind the Woody. Yeah. We yeah. was trying to pull it to that parking lot. And I was going so fast that I couldn't stop. But I tried to turn anyways. And I like hit my car. I like hit the bit the rim on my car type thing. It was it was crazy. But yeah, it was I put that Verano through a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> that Verano through a lot. It treated it was, you well. It did. Yeah, I missed that car. It was a really good car. Very good first car to have. Well, I hope you're uh, not running over any any. Uh, no, I, I got I got a kid now, so now you know it's, we go, we drive very cautiously. <laughs> got a precious car to go in the back, but if I'm by myself, ain't no telling what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, man! I I, I told we talked about the show before. The only, the only speeding ticket I have in 20 years is right up in uh, your neck of the woods. On was that 30 or 30? Don't yeah, I would never speed no. on that because they're gonna get you. They, yeah, yeah, and just, they hide good too. Like, yeah, I didn't, come out of nowhere. I didn't see him until he was behind me with the lights. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> got me. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt when I, I only got one ticket in my life for speeding, and that was on 30. And I said, yeah, now I do speed. I go under the speed limit on there. Yeah, smart, smart move, man. Definitely one of Ohio's biggest speed traps. It's time for going for three, our weekly roast of Michigan Wolverines. It's getting too easy to do this every week, man. <laughs> Dylan easy McCaffrey. Target. Easy target. Ed's son, Christian's brother, has entered the transfer portal, leaving Michigan. Uh, this is kind of expected. He did not play all season for Michigan in 2020 and only saw limited limited action in 2018 and 19, but at one time was supposed to be the quarterback of the future up there. And you got to wonder at this point, like what has happened to Jim Harbaugh's reputation as a quarterback whisperer because that's kind of what he was when he was coming to Michigan because of the work he'd done with Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith with the 49ers and then you look at some of the guys he's developed up there and I want to put developed in quotes here because you got Jake Ruddock, Wilton Spate, John O'Corn, Shea Patterson, Joe Milton. Remember Milton? The next Cam Ca- Newton. The next Cam Newton, right? <laughs> Cam Newton right there. Don't, don't talk bad about him. <laughs> Dude completed 56% of his passes for 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, and four interceptions for Michigan. That's not good, man. Not good at all in college. <laughs> nah, he would uh, he'd have seen the pine a long time ago doing that. Is he still there? He coming back? Milton's back. I think, yeah. Every, yeah. I, 
Uh, I'd have to double check. I'm pretty sure he's back, and we'll clown on him a whole, all next year, too. I'm looking forward to it already. But McCaffrey, man, 6'5", 220, was a top-five pro-style quarterback in the 2017 class. He's out of there now. Quarterback Brandon Peters had transferred out before then. So you got two guys that have transferred now, like four guys, five guys, and Ruddock, Spate, O'Corn, Patterson, and Milton that just weren't that good. What's he doing? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You saying Cam Newton ain't good? <laughs> well, Cam Newton was good once upon a time, but like the, the next Cam Newton is not good at all, man. It's fifty six percent. That's why you gotta you gotta be humble, man. You should be the next be the best Joe Milton instead of Cam Newton, anyways. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know why they have a disconnect up there. You know, maybe that's probably why his brother won't hire him at, at the Baltimore. You know, he's trying to hold <laughs> out for that that job, but he's probably like, huh, you're not about to come up here and mess Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen what you've done to quarterback. Don't get near yeah, Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, don't get nowhere, don't even talk to him. And when you say Ed, you talk about this Ed Warner, son? No, Ed McCaffrey, who played for the Oh, Broncos. okay. I yeah. was about to say. Yeah. Uh, no. Ed Warner got a son no. that played and he leaving. It's Christian's brother. And, of course, their dad, Ed, was a wide receiver for the Broncos oh, yeah, in the yeah, 80s yeah, and yeah, whatnot, yeah. 90s maybe. I don't know. I wonder where he's going to. He should transfer to uh, Stanford. You, you know what? His brother ball there. Brother, oh, I say treated his brother well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what shakes out. But, like. Clearly, clearly, clearly not the quarterback whisper they thought they were getting when he came and accepted that job. And you know what? It makes me very happy to see him struggle. <laughs> and uh, just, what are you doing, man? How do you? He went from being a guy that had the reputation of a quarterback whisper to like, he's like actively a quarterback ruiner, man. He's like making these dudes worse. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually, nah, it ain't really none of them on this list that I actually thought was was pretty good. They all are pretty bad. You played against Jake Ruddock there. Ruddock, Ruddock, Ruddock. I think, I think. yeah. I think he, wasn't he there in my life? Because he, see, see, he went and played for. He was after Gardner, right? Yes, and he played for St. Thomas Aquinas where Joey played high school. Mm. So they were high school teammates, and then Joey like basically destroyed him in the game you guys played up. <laughs> Remember that game in 2015? You took all the Michigan State stuff out on Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good day. Yeah, yeah. someone had to take that out. You had to face that game. <laughs> and, and so that yeah, I remember those guys were high school teammates. It was kind of a big deal because Joey just destroyed him up there. But uh, yeah, they have not been successful. Well, it's because they keep going to Connecticut. That's probably what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to get all the guy that talented the from Connecticut and whatnot. I don't know what that's about. Just awful. But hey, we're not complaining too bad. And and you know what, we're going to be back every week roasting this school because it just there's too much out there to roast right now man we might have to do like a a special 90 minute show where we just roast and we're going to rent an auditorium we'll wear tuxedos we'll get some microphones and we'll invite people over for drinks and uh, dinner and just roast michigan for 90 minutes that's to the point where they need to just roast themselves they probably <laughs> they probably look on there and just laugh at themselves like man we really do suck you got to you got to man i'm sure jordan's really happy to see his jump man logo all over that team <laughs> gotta, gotta break his heart he go back to being an adidas school they should they should well, hey, we had a blast. Thank you for joining us. You can catch No Cap on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all over the place. Uh, we're having fun. We'll see you next week, and, and please keep those reviews coming. Five stars only. Uh, the rules are you can rip on us all you want, but it's got to be a five-star, right? Absolutely. You know, we always, like I said, we're always watching and uh, taking that in. So, you know, 
please, please give us some feedback. Yes, into the unless review. we unless we just that good, you know, I'll take that too. I take them as compliments as well. <laughs> <laughs> and to the reviewer who said that uh, we needed to regulate Tybus's voice, I think we took care of that last week. Give us one a a listen to, because uh, I think we fixed that. I think we're getting a little, a little better on the audio production side. But hey, we had a blast. We will catch you next week.